When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. He's addicted to success and that's okay. This is the Rich Eisen Show. There you go. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Bless the Clippers, man, with Reggie Jackson. And Reggie Jackson splashes another one home. Mr. June, as you texted me last night, Chris. <laughs> Mr. June. The Rich Eisen Show. Up and under with a little English from Reggie Jackson. Earlier on the show, ESPN NBA analyst and NBA champion Richard Jefferson. From NBC Sports Boston, Tom. Curran. Coming up, ESPN MMA journalist Ariel Hawani. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Great chats with Richard Jefferson and Tom Curran of ESPN and NBC Sports Boston about the NBA playoffs and Patriots minicamp, respectively. Ariel Hawani will be joining us in about 20 minutes' time to talk about UFC um, 263 and a little bit more. Uh, we may be his final stop in his stint with uh, the worldwide leader in sports, actually. Um, it'll be great to chat with Ariel Hawani in about, again, now 19 minutes' time. Uh, we've been talking about the NBA playoffs. We've been talking about uh, a lot of the NFL headlines from over the weekend. Um, and we've been uh, taking phone calls. Let's do that right now to kick off hour number three of our program before we get to. Uh, uh, the latest and greatest from uh, Chris Brockman's mind about overreaction Monday with our NBA playoffs, this being Monday, this being uh, uh, a moment to overreact to a lot of NBA headlines. Uh, let's go to Phil in Boston right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Phil? Hey, Rich. Uh, you're a simple fella. I think you can understand this kind of thing. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Uh, I just... I love that Mark Murphy loved that word out there. It just, the way how it got Twitter kind of talking, like, what is this word, fella? Um, <laughs> I've been on a first, yeah, it's, it's just, it's so um, anachronistic. I love it. Um, I've been on a personal mission this whole year uh, because, like, to bring that word back, because I was watching some old clips of Max Headroom, the 80s CGI guy. Yes, sir. You remember him? Of course. Yeah, um, he went on Letterman. Um, he did like an eight to ten minute interview where he called Dave "big fella" probably about eight to ten times, well, and um, it's, it's it's hilarious because he had Dave on his um, on his heels, and uh, he's just like, "How you doing, big fella?" Well, I got to oh, tell you, Phil. You know, uh, not, not that I I don't uh, uh, interrupt your your '80s pop culture uh, memory hole here, <laughs> but you, you may be the only guy uh, focusing on the word "fella" and not the word "complicated." You know, like, oh, I know, I know. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know, the whole, it's just, it's one of those things where uh, the entire, it's just, the whole thing is confusing. Um, 
Yeah, that's all I got. No, I appreciate the call, Phil. Thank you. The the thing that's confusing to me is, is again, it was uttered by uh, a very smart man who's uh, atop the flow chart of an organization that needs their quarterback back in the fold. And he went on the um, website of his team's, uh, he went on Packers.com, he went on his team's website and he wrote uh, in his monthly missive, I guess, that he writes there. Um, that the subject matter is dividing the fan base. And then said at the end of that statement, the, the end of that paragraph, that the less said is the better. And then was at an event and said what Ted Thompson used to say about Aaron and others, you know, that they're a complicated fellow. What's complicated is the question. What's complicated and the reason why I'm asking that is there is stuff, has to be, where the organization's been left rolling their eyes that Aaron wanted that. Aaron got upset about that. Well, what about A, B, C, and D, and one, two, three, and four that we've done for him? What about the contract that we did give him? What about, you know, uh, the fact that we put Aaron Jones on the credit card? What about the fact that we got these players? I know that he wanted... Jay Kumaro, but really? Like, that's what he's focused on? That's a complicated fella. I mean, there's got to be stuff, too. Like, you know, we offered you one more year, you said no, and then we find out, you know, on draft night that our lives are all turned upside down. You wrecked the buffet at our Harrow Club, and now we're coming back and saying, how about now? Okay, th- we, we hear you. We got it. We got it that we pissed you off. We got it. But we're now willing to give you what you want. Now you're saying no. It's a complicated fella. There might be some of that stuff out there, but we don't know that stuff because the less said, the better. So when you're saying complicated fella, then the guy who you believe is complicated is definitely going to hear that. Because in the court of public opinion where this apparently is currently playing out, that's leading the jury a little bit, don't you think? We're simple. We're simple guys. We're just the owners of the Green Bay Packers, and we run the Green Bay Packers. We're simple. It's very simple. You win, we pay you. We're simple. This is a simple business. That guy's complicated. He's not here. That's complicated guy stuff. He doesn't want to be here. He might not play. He might doesn't show up. A mandatory minicamp may not show up at training camp, but he's going to go and, you know, post Instagram Videos with his fiance and Mr. and Mrs. Miles Teller? That's complicated fella stuff. He's going to go hang out with Bryson DeChambeau? His playing partner's a complicated fella, too. I guess complicated fellas play golf together. Rutted circles. See where I'm going with this? Yeah. And I, you know, it's, like I said, this thing could be done if 12 wants it to be done. Yeah, we don't know what he wants. And that's complicated, isn't it? Yeah. So I understand. Just when things are playing out in the court of public opinion in a negotiation, that's where we're in. We're in that portion of court of public opinion portion of negotiation. That's where we're at right now. It's what it seems like. And you say stuff like that, well, that's placed in, in the court of public opinion. And if you're dealing with a complicated fella, you don't call the fella complicated it's kind of like fight club 
Back to our phone line right here, Nathan in Los Angeles. What's up, Nathan? Hey, Rich. Great to take. Great to talk to you again. Thanks. How are you guys doing? What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I wanted to weigh in on the Mac Jones conversation because I, I I generally agree with Brockman's point, but typically, I would say the young rookies much better if there's a veteran in the room from them to learn from before they get on the field. Well, I mean that's what Brian so Hoyer is there for. Nate. Highly like yeah yeah. That, it just I don't mean to interrupt you, but that's what Brian Hoyer is there for. Yeah, no, I mean Chris's point of view is that Hoyer's not going to Hoyer can teach him uh, uh, the the ways of the Patriot and can coach him up uh, on that front. Uh, Cam is the one who might be taking reps away from Mac Jones, I think is Chris's point, correct? Did I get your point correct. correctly? Correct. That's the difference, you know? So, and I appreciate the call, Nathan. I'm sorry, I want to get to some other stuff that's going on um, here on, on our Yeah, show. just real quickly, that's but, my point. If, if Mac Jones is going to be the starter anyway at some point during the season, why wait till week seven? Just but, do it week one so we can get all the reps between now and then. No, I, I, I get it. That's and, my but, point. But in the same way of like, well, why would they re-sign Cam if they're going to draft a quarterback in the first round? Yeah, exactly. They didn't know they were going to draft a quarterback in the first round. Well, I think unless they it, probably no, did. But you can't say it because you can't sit there and say we're – definitely not signing cam because we're taking a quarterback in the first round and now suddenly you're boxed into taking somebody at a spot that you don't want or you're pushing your True. way up a draft yeah. board because you've boxed yourself in or you sign cam when you do and then if you get your first round quarterback then you deal with it then like you've got to keep right. on matriculating down the off season until well, it's a you chess get board there. i totally understand right that. so 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. You got overreaction Monday NBA headlines for us right here? NBA style. NBA style. Normally do it for the NFL, but go ahead and hit it, please. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction Mondays. Monday. All right, what do you got over there, Chris Brockman? All right, first I wish you could play round ball rock NFL film style, but he can't do that because John Tesh would come in here and sue the hell out of us. Yeah. (laughs) You want a little NFL? Is that wrong? Whatever. No, don't worry about it. Go for it. What do you got over there? All right, first up, with the Nets battered, guys, the Bucks are the favorite to win the East. I think that that is an absolute overreaction. An absolute overreaction. I I don't even know if the Bucks are going to win this this series. It would be so like the Nets and Durant to come up and just hit them in the mouth, and the Bucks fold like a cheap suit in Brooklyn, and it's suddenly they got to win it in Game Six. By which point Harden comes back on the floor, or Kyrie's like you know uh, suddenly like the Willis Reed of of the Eastern Conference semifinal. <laughs> All right, true, true, true. The, you know, I just. I don't know why I'm so bothered by this. Watching Giannis shoot a free throw, it's just, it's insane. I just hate watching somebody struggle mentally who's so gifted physically. Mm. The the spinning of the basketball, the staring at the rim, the, you know, motioning, and then it's just like. He's finally getting called for the penalty. He has to because it's 13 seconds long. (laughs) Yeah. And 13 is a perfect word for it because my son is going to get bar mitzvahed by the time he next uses <laughs> next free throw. <laughs> what else you got over there, Chris? All right. Uh, we hit on this earlier with Richard Jefferson. Let's kind of get into it right now again. Jokic deserved to get ejected for that hit on Cameron I Payne. think that's an overreaction. I think that he his windup and his actions after it were, were, were somebody who phased out of civility for a second. And the fact that 
Cameron Payne got contacted and went down to the floor as long as he did too. And as you know, Reggie Miller said, the first blush, Reggie was like, yeah, that's all ball. I don't know what that's all about. And then it's just like one angle is just like, yeah, I don't, uh, you know, it looked like he was going for the ball. And then they see the other angle from the, the baseline and you yeah. can see that he's contact in the face. And once you go in the head and neck area, I mean, that's going to be right. a flagrant foul for sure. And it was flagrant two and see it. I think you put it all together the way that he was acting, just like dead-eyed staring on top of, you know, Devin Booker. It's kind of like a Indomitian Sue moment. He just kind of like blacked he, out, he, out he's there. Saying, yeah, yeah. He, I don't know where that guy came from. Yeah, I don't think that was, you know, certainly, again, anybody else, any other MVP? Obviously, I don't think Steph Curry's winding up like that, but. If he didn't have the wind-up and he still it was the him, It was the wind-up. It was the wind-up, wind 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 man. Wind up, yeah. And by oh. the way, Chris, Indomitian Sue stepped on the dude's head. I don't. No, I'm he's sorry. Just, that was Albert. No, he, he, no, 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 he, no yeah. he, but he has kicked and done yeah, some crazy yeah, he's things too. Some guys, but, yeah. but I think his point is just like you, you, you leave your your mind knowing that this is not the way a professional athlete needs to act on the court or the floor or the yeah just kinda, ice or the pitch. And we've never or seen the that field. person act that way before. Right. It was just kind of super bizarre. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Uh, I want to get into this as well because I am going to put hard-earned money on this, guys. The <laughs> Suns are the favorites to win the title. I don't know how you could say that right now. Does how he, can you not? Does he know there's 800 numbers that he could call and get help for this addiction that he has? I they dispatched know. the Lakers he, that everyone thought was going to just yeah, because Anthony Davis, anyway, Anthony right? Davis got hurt, and they just. Foe, 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 out. See you later. Yeah, because Denver the, and the MVP. Denver, Denver, Denver ran out of gas from the bubble, and they didn't have Jamal Murray, and they really needed him in this round. So, you, wow, you're really discounting what the Suns have done I am the first not two discounting rounds. Discounting what That's they have what done. That's what it sounds like. No, you're putting it. You're putting it in the in the category of that they're now the front runners for the NBA title. If they beat the Jazz or the Clippers, now, now, now you're you now you're having me at hello. Like if the Jazz, if the Jazz, if the Jazz and the Clippers are full strength, and they go in and beat those guys, certainly if the Jazz have home court advantage, certainly if they go in as the lower seed, now you got me. But to sit here right now to say what they've done in the first two rounds is merits them beating anybody else in the field, uh, I'll say that's an overreaction. Have they been the most impressive team to you to date, or are you still not impressed? Of course I'm impressed. Of course I am. Impressed. Uh, I I mean, let's see if the Jazz if the Jazz finish off the Clippers tonight and then in Game Five, I think dispatching with a young plucky Grizzlies team and then beating the Clippers in five would be more impressive than what the Jazz the the Suns have pulled off. Let me tell you what ain't going to happen. What I just said. Yeah. I got it. What else <laughs> you got Clippers over there? Uh, well, this next one is specifically for you, TJ. Oh. The Clippers have the Jazz right where they want them. Of course. You know, we don't start playing until we're down 0-2. You know, we, it's just like, it's not really fun for them. You know, it's like, yeah, we're here. Then it's like, oh, okay, 0-2. Now we got a ball. Now we got to start playing. Careful, so. man. The Jazz can shoot the lights <laughs> I know. out. The Jazz are good. <laughs> I'm worried. I'm worried every game, man. <laughs> but, you know, it's what fandom is, right? You got to... You gotta hey, believe. If they so. win tonight, then that's what you're supposed to do. When you're when you're home court, court, yeah. unless you're the previous <laughs> series when nobody won in their home court until Game Seven. But defend the but, dojo tonight, man. 
And then go back in game five, and you, you have all the Jazz fans in their color-coded shirts and whatever, and go in there and quiet them up. <laughs> then you got the Clippers with cardboard cutouts. I mean, hey. Also, something not, to, not, not after the next game. To, apparently, This is yeah. the last game with the cardboard cutouts because yeah. the, the California the state of California opens completely tomorrow. We might have some more people strolling behind us here tomorrow. Get ready to look like shades up. Yeah, you know, we, shades we've up. Been, we've been shades, shades up. up. <laughs> we've, been, shades we've, been, we've been living here like we're in a Will Smith movie. I'm in. <laughs> Telling you, it's like we're, we're it's like The Walking Dead, and we're finding new communities, uh, and no, like no, people no, are like people in The Walking Dead coming around. Something You're, to monitor, so, though. It's like Omega Man. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell left <laughs> left last game. True, a little banged up. Yes, Mike Conley's still out. So how is? What are we hearing about uh, Mitchell for time? I haven't seen anything. Right, I we're would assume do. that he's going to play. Here's what we're going to do. We'll take a break. I'll talk to Ariel Hawani. Unless you got one more item, do just we? real quick. The Sixers, TJ. Yes, sir. I just wanted to finish strong for you. They're flying under the radar as a title contender. Damn straight. Ooh. I, I damn straight. I don't believe you're overreacting, Chris. Damn straight. I believe you're reacting properly. Damn straight. And, um, no one's yeah. really talking about them. And that's that fine. Right now. That's perfect. Don't talk about it. Damn them. straight. Absolutely. They've and got, Bede looks that is incredible. Not a unstoppable. Probably the most unstoppable force left in these playoffs right now. Like, about, I, don't, I don't know how you defend the guy. How about uh, before we I talked about with Richard Jefferson, Clipper, uh, the, the Suns versus um, the Nets mm-hmm. in the finals where you'd have the former Clipper Big Three and Chris Paul Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan all under one roof, two different teams. And then Harden and, you know, Chris Paul, as you know, Harden had to, they had to shoot at separate baskets, you know, in practice <laughs> yeah. that they're, that they're fighting each other out for, for, for a title that both of them had been desperate to get for themselves. Right. Uh, what about, what about uh, Clippers versus Sixers? What about Doc? And the Clippers sitting there, man. Who do you root for? In How that? about that one? I'm not and then even it's a TJ Jefferson championship. Wow. How about that one? I'm not How even about, getting ahead of myself. How about, you know, how about Suns versus Sixers? Chris Paul and and uh, Doc, you know, there's oh, yeah. so many storylines going a story on here, man. There, yeah. Whew. The Jazz, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't really see where that story All right, we'll is. take a break. We come back. Uh, we'll chat with Ariel Helwani about UFC 263. Phone lines are lit. We'll take those calls and set up the rest of the week. That's how we're, we're rolling here on this busy Monday. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Mike Del Tufo over there when Justin Hartley of This Is Us was here on Friday. He planks weights on his back. Okay, there he is putting plank after plank. Those are 45 pounds. He waves on more weight. See, come on, let's get some more. Right? Del Tufo sees this and goes, I could I could do that, is what he said. He said he would do 145. Now, we took that. When you say when he can do 145, how much weight do you think that means? Just off 145. Right. No. <laughs> One plate that weighs 45 pounds. <laughs> Mike Del Tufo, how long do you say you can do this? A minute, come on. All right, here we go. Mike, get off your knees. Right spot in your mind now. Go. The right spot in your mind, buddy. Come on. Look at him. All we see is the finish line, baby. All we see Coach him up, Herb. Coach him up. See. Victory is simple, baby. Right oh, now, uh-oh. Don't worry about the okay. body, baby. Our mind's controlling our body. Our Preach, mind Michael. Preach. Our mind. We got this, baby. We got this. We gonna show the world. That's what you're about. What do we got? Show the world, baby. Don't worry about it. Just hold it 24 seconds. Don't worry about it. Flatten out. Don't worry about it. You got two blocks out. You got two blocks gone. Halfway home. You got two blocks gone. You got two more go. All cheap. Just see that finish line. Look at the glory. Look at the chest touching the tape. Get your chest on that tape. Look at you, baby. 20 seconds to go. You're coming in 20 seconds, baby. You can finish this, man. We can do this. I want it, so I waved Rich off for another 10. I want another 10. I do that every day, people, at the gym. I can't tell. I do it. I do it. I love you, Mooch. That's why I love Mooch. I can't tell. I can't tell. You guys did not think I was going to be able to do that. Mike, I got to be honest with you. I did not think you were going to do that. But the fact that you did it, and by the way, great right, coaching up. Yeah, you're a motivator. Now, way to go, baby. Way to go, man. Way to work, baby. Mooch, you know, man. I'm proud. Yeah, I just had a clock on you. Make sure. Uh, Mike Del Tufo apparently uh, is, is now listed as questionable for Tuesday's Rich Eisen show. You good? Probable. Your problem? I love it. <laughs> Mooch got it. 145 was one plate of 45. Unbelievable. Fantastic. Fantastic. 
Oh, go to our YouTube stream for our full archive. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network along with us on NBC Sports on Peacock. This man is the uh, must-listen, must-see, must-read on everything UFC. He has built his brand, to say the least. He is Ariel Hawani here on the Rich Eisen Show after UFC 263. How are you, sir? Rich, it's great to be back on. Great to hear from you and fitting that we speak on this day of all days, my final day at ESPN. Who better than Rich Eisen to let me know that everything is going to be okay as I (laughs) venture into the great unknown? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well, that is pretty cool. Did I just break some news? No, no, no. I heard that you were... follow me on social media, Rich? Is this a one-way relationship here? It is not. I do follow (laughs) you. I knew that you were were parting ways. I didn't know today was the day, and this was the first uh, post-Worldwide Leader in Sports interview. That I did not know. Well, technically, I'm still under contract, so I'm not looking to uh, burn any bridges on the way out. But this could well be the final thing that I do as an ESPN employee, at least front-facing. So bittersweet, mixed feelings. Uh, I actually just finished my my last show with my partner, Daniel Cormier, so I'm a little emotional right now. Perhaps that's why I'm dumping this on your lap. No, it's okay. It does feel (laughs) fitting, uh, considering your history there and all that you've accomplished afterwards. Well, I'm I'm, um, happy to talk about it with you. I mean, look, uh, some of my greatest days of my life um, and not just professionally, was at ESPN. And, oh, great. You know, I've made a huge mistake. No, no. <laughs> uh, no. And I met my wife in the newsroom there. My children are technically ESPN babies because of all that. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll, I will shoot you straight. The ESPN platform is immense, absolutely immense. I still get people humming the Sports Center theme to me in the airport, and I'm like, you know, you know, I'm not there anymore for, it's been 18 years, and they, they don't know. Like, they just, so that's the good part, is they'll just assume wherever you are, it's still ESPN anyway. Um, I was just going to say, none of this is making me feel better, by the no, way. No, 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 but 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 I, I, I've had 18 other immensely successfully enjoyable years, you know, and um, uh so, you know, the grass is green, man. It's just as green as it, it, it was with you being where you are, were, Ariel, you know? Literally and figuratively, right? If you go oh, yeah. to the thing. No, I, I feel like you really, uh, you really honed in on the, the word green. But the, the truth is, as I'm trying to make light of all this, uh, working for ESPN at ESPN was a dream come true because of people like you. The fact that I can call you a friend and that we have a relationship yeah. is still surreal to me um and i would be lying if i said i expect it to last just three years i I was hoping for a run quite you know maybe not quite like yours but at least uh similar in length um but it's a crazy business and you know i i it was my decision to leave and i'm excited about the future but i agree with everything like it's you know obviously a lot more people know who i am the the platform the spotlight the profile is all much bigger but uh, I feel at peace with it all, and uh, I'm, I'm very excited about what's to come. Okay, and just uh, as much as you want to share, do you know what's to come? Do you have an inkling? Should I break the news right here now? Sure, if you got it for me. Sure. Andrew Marchand, online one, please. Uh, the guy's incessant. He just won't stop bothering me. I bet. Uh, the truth is I don't, I don't have anything signed, so I don't feel comfortable sure. just yet. 
Um, I'm working with a great publicist named Zach Rosenfield. Uh-huh. <laughs> Zach. And uh, it's going to be great. That's great, man. Good hands. Uh, yeah. You are in great hands. Yeah. He's uh, the publicist of this show and me personally, and also Nate Diaz. Um, yes, you know, I love that. You know, Nathan Diaz, Rich Eisen, and Aaron, clients for the same person. I, text, I texted him after UFC 263. I actually posted this. I got his permission to post it. I'm like, I don't know who else you represent, but I, I, you know, if I'm on one end of the spectrum of who you represent, Nate Diaz has to be on the other end of it. Um, so I guess let, let's get into that. Um, yeah. You know, uh, have, have you ever seen a, a, a fighter or any athlete who loses and um, gets the hearts and minds of the fan base to the point where it feels like you won in Nate. I'm so happy that, that you take that angle because that is Nathan Diaz and his brother Nick, who for the longest time was way more popular than, than Nathan, but now uh, you know Nathan has become a bigger star because of his activity, beating Connor, etc. That's them in a nutshell. Like If you were just some casual sports fan and you went up to Wikipedia or something and you looked up Diaz's record, and you're like, what, 13 losses for this guy? Like, this guy is a pedestrian journeyman fighter, but that's not understanding the magic of who he is and why people love him so much. The magic of who he is and why people love him so much is because of those 60 seconds, because he can lose a fight for 24 straight minutes, nothing was in doubt, he was en route to losing, and then turn it on in the final 60 seconds, and then, as you said, walk out feeling like the winner controlling the narrative, having people even more excited about him, having them forgetting forgetting about the 24 previous minutes. It's really an incredible thing that only he can pull off because he has an incredible charm. He's a very smart guy. He doesn't get enough credit for how smart he is. And in MMA, thankfully, wins and losses don't mean as much as they do in boxing, where they're fixated on 45-0, and 24-1, all this stuff. In MMA, the fans love you if you're real, if you're authentic, if you fight your heart out if you bring it if you're entertaining and some of the best fighters in the history of the sport have double digit losses like like diaz but no one quite has a cult-like following like him everyone loves him and uh credit to him you know i wrote this on saturday leon edwards won the fight but nathan diaz won the night and once again he proves that he doesn't need a W next to his name in order to gain new fans. He did it on Saturday for the way in which he ended that fight. Especially when, you know, he performs at his best when when bleeding profusely and then he takes the Pineapple Express to the uh, to the post-game press mm-hmm. conference, the post-match <laughs> podium, you know, and then, uh, so what? what's like next for him? What's his future? What do you think for Nate? Well, he's in a great spot because, again, a key pick, Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards was the guy on the nine-fight unbeaten streak. Diaz was the guy who was coming off a loss who wasn't ranked and said, oh, I want to fight him. And Edwards, who some would argue should just wait for a title shot, was like, oh, no, no, I'll fight this guy who's unranked. That's just how big of a star Nathan Diaz is. You know, back in 2014, if I may, uh, Diaz was in talks to fight someone, and he was giving UFC president Dana White some headaches, as he's been known to do. And I was at a a media scrum. Dana was there holding court. And he went on this tangent about how Diaz doesn't have any right to ask for X, Y, and Z, and famously said, Nathan Diaz is not a needle mover. Uh, This is a quote that you can look up. It's on YouTube. People wrote about it. And it's just so amazing to me that he is one of the very few needle movers in the sport. Like, this man moves the needle. The biggest stars in sport and entertainment go out of their way to watch this man fight. Um, and so the world is his oyster. I think we wait and see what happens July 10th. 
against Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor fight. And then if Conor loses that fight, and guess what? Even if he wins that fight, it might be the time to finally do that trilogy. You don't want to wait too long. Diaz is hot. Conor will be hot again. I would like to see it mm. before it's all said and done. I think the fans would as well. Ariel Hawani here on the Rich Eisen Show. What are the other headlines that stick to you uh, out of 263, Ariel? Well, uh, there's a young man named Brandon Moreno, who's the first Mexican-born UFC champion ever. He won the title on Saturday, defeating Davis and Figueredo, the flyweight title. And this is a really big deal for the company. As you know, Mexico history they love their fighting over there but the ufc hasn't quite broken through with its own star over the years they've tried really hard they've done reality shows open gyms held events all this stuff and more but they never quite broke through they had a mexican-american champion a heavyweight champion several years ago named kane velasquez but not the same moreno is from tijuana his family has uh, a, 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 a piñata making business like they are mexican <laughs> through and through and he is as entertaining as it gets, has an incredible personality. He was cut from the UFC three years ago, works his way back up, and now he's the first Mexican-born champion in the history of the promotion. He's going to open a lot of doors for them. He's going to be a huge star if they promote him correctly. And then, of course, the other big one, Israel Adesanya, returning to his natural weight class, 185 pounds, defeating his rival, Marv Vittori. Great performance, I thought, out of him. And he, of course, is still one of the big faces, one of the stars of the UFC. Well, I, we've we, we've had him on this show twice. Uh, and, I, I mean, I am so uh, much a fan of his, just his wattage, his personality, mm-hmm. his his um, uh, enthusiasm. I mean, it's there, there, there's really not many people like Israel. What What is his next step in reality in his future? As you know, he's been on this show, and, and I, I – I, I will just say um, this was not my language. Um, he still wants to take John Jones and scratch his manhood across his face uh, in the home of the Las Vegas Raiders. Like that's literally what his plan is. Is is that a possibility? Um, Ariel? It should be a possibility. It could be a possibility, but they're now sort of on different paths, different wavelengths. Mm-hmm. You know, John is trying to do this thing where he's moving up to heavyweight. Izzy is now at 185. So there's now one full weight class in between them, which is the 205-pound division, the light heavyweight division. They can obviously meet in the middle. But it seems like John, who's having his own contract issues with the UFC again right now, is really focused on this heavyweight title. And so there is a chance, like I think a lot of people, and even Izzy for the longest time, was predicting that they would meet in July at Raider Stadium. That's obviously not going to happen. Um, There were people who thought at some point in 2021 they would fight, and now it's looking like they're going in complete different directions. So it would be unfortunate because they have a lot of heat. They're, they're very much uh, not on the same page. They don't like each other. But honestly, at this juncture, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't, if only because, you know, John's going up from 205 to heavyweight. Izzy's now comfortable at 185. He moved up to 205 recently, lost that fight. Crazier things have happened, but right now I don't suspect it's next for either man. All right, uh, so what is the, uh, what's the next big fight for you and a big uh, story for you, Ariel Hawani. In the Other than trying fight. to find employment, um, <laughs> it, w- it would be July 10th, uh, Las Vegas, the return of Conor McGregor, nothing bigger than Conor, nothing bigger than that, the trilogy fight against Dustin Poirier, um, and of course, you know, Dustin beat him in July in the rematch, so there's a lot at stake here for Conor. The winner of this fight is going to fight for the lightweight title, 
and Connor is still such a big draw, but he needs to get that W. He needs to get back on track. You, your, your, your drawing power will only stick around. You know, in MMA, they're a lot more lenient, like I said, in boxing. So it will only stick around for so long. He needs to get this win over Poirier, a guy who he beat, you know, around seven or so years ago. But top of mind right now, from being honest with you uh, today, mm-hmm. Rich, it is game one of the Eastern Conference, as I like to say, semifinal, even though I don't even understand what they're doing, Stanley Cup said, whatever. My Montreal Canadiens, yes. les habitants, going to Vegas of all places, that decrepit town <laughs> looking to get game one tonight, led by the great Carey Price. I know you're a big hockey show. I'm sure you spent three hours talking about it already, but I had to get a plug in for my Canadians. You tonight. should, Ariel. It's been a while since, uh, you know, they uh, they won. Um, it's sort of like Kyler. I know. Yeah. Like if somebody's born, like Kyler Murray said uh, over the weekend that he never rooted for the Cowboys because they were always, to use his phrase, ass. And um, he was born in 97. So when were you born, Ariel? I was born in 1982. Um, I had success in the 80s. Don't remember it very well. I do remember 93. They beat the Kings in five games, the parade. I remember all of that. And no Canadian team has won a cup since then. Well, that's because they uh, checked. That's because they checked McSorley's stick, Ariel. You know that, did, right? And what a move it was! It was so savvy. Were you at? You weren't at ESPN at the time, right? No, I got to ESPN in 1996. So, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, but that's a great call from you. Yeah, the great Jacques Demers pulled that one out of oh, his yes. uh, back pocket. Oh yeah, in the stick. It was oh, wonderful. I was when I was at Michigan. Jacques Demers was the uh, the head coach of the the Red Wings. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. So course, yeah. I remember I remember Jacques for, uh, in those times. Okay, well, that's pretty cool. You got that, and then the Knicks, uh, the Knicks made the playoffs. That's Are you good. ready to say sorry? Sorry for what? What am I saying oh, sorry come for? come on. I mean, first of all, you were in Mr. Negative Nancy the entire season. You know, you, you, you could – I get what you're saying. I get your feelings. What am I saying? What am I saying, Ariel? Say the words. Say say the words. What am I saying? You don't like James Dolan. (laughs) Right. You don't like the way the team has been run for the last 20 years. But as a New Yorker, in your heart, I know you're Mr. Hollywood now. How could you not be happy after the year that New York had with everyone proclaiming that New York City was dead in the midst of the pandemic to see those people cheering, to see them led by Tom Thibodeau, New York's own, essentially. I know he's from Connecticut, but we'll claim him as a New Yorker. And to see this group of ragtag players who no one wanted, led by Julius Randle, who certainly no one wanted, do those things. Come on, there was a part of you that was a little bit, you Absolutely. Know. I'd seen the okay. garden filled and, and, and full throat and, you know, and even chanting about how Jose Altuve sucks. Like, that's that's old school New Yorker stuff, like rooting, chanting against a Houston Astro, you know what I mean? Like, they were they were, they were ready to roll. And I, I just heard the, 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 the arena uh, in full throat, and it was amazing. And then I just remembered how much with a white-hot fury I hate the owner and how he treats fans and how he views them as basically pawns in his game, just like Charles Oakley, and I still can't get through it. I can't. I just can't, and I and I, I, I could still be a, a, a New Yorker through and through and not have to root for the Knicks. I, I just won't use them as my identity as a New Yorker. In the same way, wait for it, Ariel. You ready? Here I'm going to come over the top. In the okay. same way that your identity is not tied to ESPN in terms wow. of who is. <laughs> Seriously, you are who you are. You do your job the way you do your job. You have a fan base because people are attracted to your style and who you are, and you are you are your own fingerprint. You are 
your own personality and your own brand. ESPN gave you an immense platform and you utilized it. And the fact that you are not with them anymore doesn't mean that they don't like you or think you're not as good as you used to be or anything like that. It's business. Now go move on and go find your next your next thing and, and you're still who you are. That's why I'm still the New Yorker. I don't need James Dolan's team and laundry to tell me I'm a New Yorker. How does that sound? Well, I was going to come back with some like sassy reply. Go about, for it. I know, love it. That's the New Yorker in us. And, and we don't root for the owner. We root for the jersey and the team and what they represent and the memories and yes. the joy. And yes. we, we only have one life to live. And so if this brings us joy. But then you come back with that, you know, that, 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 that piece of advice. And, 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 you know, I have so much respect for you. I can't say anything to you that. Can't. <laughs> no, I know. I know I went personal there. But it is still personal to me that he put Oakley in uh, overnight. I just can't. I can't. 100%. That broke it, man. That broke That broke my bond. That broke my bond. That, that but weren't if, you done before then? Um, I was close, but I was still rooting for the team, you know, and, but it was still great to see them. And I, everything that they do, um, and what they stand for in terms of a New Yorker's scrappiness, right. Uh, I, 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 I totally buy into that. I get it. I get it. But you know, if I, if I, I lived in New York and I wanted to see great basketball, I would take the trip to Brooklyn, it. man. I really would. Don't say it. I would. It's a fact. Come on. New what? Jersey team? Don't say that. You don't mean that. What? <laughs> I absolutely do. If I lived in New York, I would do that. I there would do nothing. that. You hear that organ, you hear that defense, you think back to the I know. And by the way, I, know. I saw a lot of people, speaking of the Nets, like the day that Kyrie and KD, you know, announced that they were going to Brooklyn, a lot of people said this is the darkest day in the history of the Knicks. Not even close to the darkest day. The darkest day was that night in February, back in, I believe, 2017, when they dragged Oakley out of Madison Square Garden. That was the darkest day. Oakley... And his number 34 should be in the rafters. Starks and his number three should be in the rafter. Mason and his four. Like, what those teams meant, the right. 90s Knicks teams, to all of us, right. it's crazy that they don't honor them more. So I couldn't agree with you more. But now, as, as, as a parent and as a father of two boys who are growing up loving sports, like I want them to have that feeling. And maybe you could say, oh, you're, you're doing them a disservice. You no. should go make them Lakers fans or something like that. But no, that's my team, orange and blue, Patrick Ewing, 33, Van Gundy, and Dolan can never take that away from me. He could do whatever he wants to the fans. He could do, but from my couch at home, I will root for the Knicks because he doesn't represent the Knicks, in my opinion. Ariel Hawani, everybody. All right, Ariel. Well, whatever your your next stop, uh, let me know. Uh, I will have you on anytime you want to promote anything that you are doing. Uh, I just hope you know you you go to a place that uh, allows you to do what you want and makes you feel the way you deserve to feel, and um and and allows you to come on because. The number of people that, that eventually go, oh, I just joined this place. They won't let me come on your show. I've, I've lost track. So hopefully, you know, you... That ain't you, happening. Uh, and right. in fact, I mean, I'll just say, and I hope I'm not breaking the fourth wall. That mm. was said to me, not about your show, but about other shows when I got to the Worldwide Leader. And that's not how I roll because people like you and many other people, Dan, for example, Patrick and Levitard, uh, you guys had my back and you put me on the air before I was an ESPN guy. So what kind of person would I be if I say, no, I can't now that I'm with so-and-so? So to me, it's about relationships and uh, having that independence. And so whenever you want me, I will be there. I appreciate that. I don't know. I mean, you look the other way with Dolan. So, I mean. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Mm. Congrats on your uh, new endeavor, wherever that may be, Ariel. Let's chat soon. Thank you, guys. Take Either care. Way. Have you a great day. It. All right. All right Thank Ariel. you. There you go. Ariel Hawani. Look, we, we have... 
no problem with ESPN. None. And Zero. I'm proud to say that. I had seven years there, time of my life, amazing time. Number of people that was one. I, I just ran into somebody the other day on a golf course. Who thought you were still there? No question. How? I mean, they asked me, where funny. do I live? Do you live out here? When I get that question, do you live out here in L.A., they think I'm still in Connecticut. That is the dead yeah. giveaway. Do you live out here? <laughs> yeah. I live out here in Los Angeles. Since 2003, <laughs> yeah. I live out here. The For NFL Network is out years. here. And people, when they say that to me, it's they think either A, I'm still on ESPN, or B, think NFL Network is ESPN. There are some people who are not that discerning of a viewer. But... I take that as a compliment because that means the seven years that I spent from 96 to 03 were so indelible in someone's right. mind. Yeah. And if you were watched ESPN between 96 and 03, I was unavoidable because that's when SportsCenter was re-aired. I would get the biggest exposure of my career between the hours of 6 a.m. Eastern and noon Eastern because it re-aired over and over again. And the most amazing thing about it is I was dead asleep at the time in real life because <laughs> I would get home at 3.30. My mind would be buzzing. I'd watch something and then I'd go to sleep. I'd pass out at like a quarter to five in the morning and I got a sleep sound machine at, you know, six months into my tenure there because I had an elderly lady oh. who would wake up at four in the morning oh. or five in the morning and oh. vacuum oh. her floors <laughs> above me. That was my life in Connecticut wow. as a 26, 27, 28-year-old oh, wow. guy getting the oh. most exposure of my entire television career, and I was dead asleep. I take nothing but immense pleasure and respect when somebody says to me that they remember me on SportsCenter, but when I get asked, you know, do you live out here? They still think yeah. I'm on there, which is great. And so I have got a great relationship with anybody at ESPN. Yeah. We have people on all the time. I know that, but there are some places that our guy is our guy and you will not. We've been told, and I had to call people up who I know in the business who are the bosses of the people saying no to us. And I call them up. I'm like, what did I do? What did I do? Except be on the air against a show similar to yours, and but I'm, I'm promoting your stuff. Right. They never forgot about you, and that's the most important. I know. Thing. I'm the host of a radio show, television show. In that order? Uh, I think uh, TV was first. <laughs> Take a break. Finish up with some phone calls here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, 
helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Rich, I hate to interrupt you, um, but yes. you know we were, we were talking before the segment with yes, Melissa, sir. and I yes. think she has a physical challenge. You want to do? Oh, I do. Oh, your way. And I put it out. I know Rich. I know Rich is always on. I put it out on Twitter okay. that I that I would not do this interview. Okay. Unless you got on a horse with me. You mean one of the horses that's out there? We could even get on the same horse, Rich. I don't know if that would be. One of the horses that is possible. out there. All right. There's let's more than one. Should we, we do it? Three horses. Yeah, yeah, let's go. We're we gonna go on. Three minutes left. Is it already that time? Because wow. I know, I know it's it's gonna rain tomorrow apparently. Or so if I'm gonna get on a horse at all, we're gonna do it here. Oh and now. yeah. So the radio See? audience, you got Rich this. and Melissa are walking outside. That's right, right we are. All right, where's which one am I getting? Uh, ladies first. Which Wait, which, are which you wearing you your horse riding attire? Yeah. Well, Joe, Joe <laughs> Buck accused me of looking like Alex P. Keaton. So we're outside now. Choose your choose your horse. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll choose this one. Since it's, can I hand you? Okay. Do you mind? Can I hand you that? Okay. Should I get on? Oh, come on this side. Okay. Don't walk behind the horse, Rich. I'm not going to definitely don't walk don't behind the horse, Susie Rich. tells me that. Which, uh, I love it. Which All side right. am I getting on? Okay, left foot. Okay, here we go. Left foot in. We're going to call this horse three. Edelman. One, two, three. Yeah, Rich. Oh, Rich is on the horse. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, now I grab the I've got Gizmo, Rich. Who do you have over there? Who do I have over here? You have Pal. This is Pal? I'm going to call this Pal. I'm going to call it Edelman because it's white and there's a Jew on it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Rich, can we ride off into the sunset together or what do you think? <laughs> I still have an hour to do. Here we go. <laughs> you do? Rich is not let's, coming back. I just want to let you guys know yeah, that. Let's go. Come on, Pal. All right, so how, what do we do? Give we give kick. a little kick? Little, little, little kick. Little kick. Little okay, kick, Rich. Here we go. Okay, oh, wait, okay Pal's gosh. riding, everybody. Pal's riding. Look out. Why don't you follow? I'll here follow we go. you, Rich. Hey, well, I got oh, my guys, my guys going the wrong way, Rich. There we go. It's okay. Pal is now walking in circles. I'll see you later, Rich. So, Melissa, is this the craziest we're, thing you've ever done on live go, television? Rich, we're because going this to the stadium. <laughs> Come on, Pal. Here we go. Keep go. up. Come on, guys. Here we go. Yeehaw. Rich, when was the last time you rode a horse? Honestly? How about this is the first time I've ever done this? Ever ridden a horse? I've, I've never done this. doesn't it feel good? This is, if you want it to turn, yes. I think you kick it. I think you kick one side if you want it to turn the other way, Rich. I am now riding a horse towards University of Phoenix Stadium. This is this is my Uber. <laughs> Right now, Pal is going to be walking around. Adam boy, Pal. And this is how far Rich has come from 20 years ago. Uh-huh. Melissa Stark and I are riding horses. Is this going the Emmy reel? Got 45 seconds left. Oh Matt Hasselbeck next hour. I'm teasing Matt. the show on a, on a horse. Wait. Come on, pal. And he's taking you off into the corner. I don't know. I, he might be doing something obscene back pal, there. Pal does not want to be on this show anymore. <laughs> 
I can't believe we did do that back I mean, in the day, man. I, mean, I can't believe we did that. God I still bless have you, all Chris these pictures Long. on He's my phone. He's out there sometimes oh. watching. I know you text him. I know you send him stuff. Yeah, every now and then. I know that. Oh. Okay. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Let's take uh, the phone call of Mike in Orlando. What's up, Mike? Hey, Rich. How you doing? Thank how you are you, call. sir? Uh, I'm doing well. I wanted to get your thoughts on something regarding uh, what happened over the weekend in the Euro uh, tournament with uh, Christian Eriksen, the Danish <laughs> footballer who <laughs> dropped dead and, and damn near died on the pitch. Yeah. Um, I mean, literally collapsed. And then revived. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, was given CPR by his teammate Simon Kier, um, and then was yeah, administered. Um, they had a shock his heart back in the rhythm. Um, afterwards, it was found that you know UEFA then the great body, the great governing body that UEFA is, went to the teams and basically gave them two options: uh, to restart the match at the time they did, or to play the second half uh, the following morning at right. uh, or noon noon their time. Um, Finland ended up winning the match one nil, which at the end of the day was to me irrelevant, you know, given the larger, you know, <laughs> the larger picture of what happened. So I wanted to get your thoughts cause, uh, on something. What would it have been a classy move by Finland in the 93rd minute just to let one in, just to let that match oh, in the draw God. out I, of respect? I don't know about that, man. I mean, I know you played, uh, yeah, you know, as Herman mm, Edwards says, you mm, play to win the game. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, we're, we're sorry your teammate. You know, needed to be revived on the pitch. Uh, I, I don't know. I know that the you know the 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 Dan, the, uh, the Danes were talking about they, they wanted a third option. What would that have been? Like two days later, you you, you get a couple days because the players need yeah, to but- you know, and then you re- re- redo it then. And then what does what does that mean for? The rest of the that's what the, the tournament would have been just a mess. Would have been a mess because every team has to have at least forty eight hours in between matches. So right. The so, third option wasn't available, unfortunately. Right, so, and so, but the, you know, UEFA said that they went to both teams, and both teams said, "Let's do it now." Although yeah. I, I can't imagine. Uh, thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Mike. I can't imagine any players could be into it when they just watched one of their mates oh, drop God. down, needed to be paddled back to life. And apparently, mm-hmm. he's in stable condition. Yeah, uh, during the broadcast, I was watching this. They said that Erickson talked to his teammates. From the hospital, and that helped them convince yeah, them go that back they should there. go back out there and right. finish. I mean, crazy. Crazy. I don't know how I. I, 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 I wouldn't I have don't been know. able to. There's no. What, what's yeah. the What's the protocol for something yeah. like that? I don't know if we've ever seen anything like that before, so it probably doesn't exist. Thank God he's back to life. Thank God. Yeah, because the doctor said that they had lost him and they brought him back. Yeah. I know. Unbelievable. How great is it hearing Ian Dark call matches? By the way. I miss him so I much. I am so locked into this championship. It's wonderful. It's so fun to watch. I love it. I just love when there's so much on the line and there's nationalism and there's... Yeah. The singing, the chanting. Oh, the, God, the, I do love it. The so. anthems. It's, it's, it's great. All right, Matt in Oklahoma. He's our resident Bills fan. Uh, do you like being under the radar? Do you want the you want the pomp and circumstance and the attaboy? No, here? we're not under the radar. You know what bothered me? I was not paying. I was listening to your show and doing dad duties. And then Brockman spouted up about the Bills. But he doesn't say in high register. He says, like, in a Patriots fan register where it's kind of snarky. <laughs> hmm. Like, he still doesn't take it seriously. And that's, that's fine. 
you know, but we stomped on his team twice last year. We're going to stop on him this year. Matt, I got to be honest with you. Matt, Matt, I got to stop you. I, I think, I think you, you respect the Bills. I think that's a gross mischaracterization. Well, what is Matt. the, what is, respect the Bills. what is the Patriot? What, hold on a minute, Matt. What does the Patriot voice sound like? I know what higher register is, but what's the Patriot it, it's register? It's kind of between. There's a little bit of snark to it. He makes kind of a weird face, like he's saying it, but you know, he doesn't believe it. You do make a weird he face. He doesn't believe it. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, you can, you can hear it in his voice. He's like, yeah. The Bills shouldn't be worried. Yeah, they got Josh Allen, but he in the back of his mind is thinking, yeah, we're the Patriots. We're better than everybody else. Well, yes, I do think that. I do also think you're a legit Super Bowl contender. I do. That's, I, not, I, yeah. that's not higher register. No, that's Patriots register. <laughs> there you go. I, th- I just think that he just, wow. you and he just don't speak the same language. Yeah, we don't. No, it's okay, we man. don't. I like Progman. We're, we're good. No, we're I know good. you are. Yeah, we're great. Well, I just went higher register on that. We're great. No, yeah, I just, it's, it's okay. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, Matt. You guys, you guys take it easy, man. All right, there you go, Matt. <laughs> Bills are definitely overlooked. Everyone's talking about the Chiefs. Everybody's yeah, now talking Bills about. Totally no, dude, overlooked. everyone's talking about the Chiefs. I'd rather be overlooked. Now, now we're talking about the Titans because of Julio Jones. Exactly. You know, and, and at some point we're, we'll 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 circle back around to the Browns at some point, figuring out who's coming out of the AFC North. The Bills do not want the expectations of supposed to making exactly. Yeah. They, they, you don't want that. They're, no. they're getting it now. Why wouldn't they get it? They're no. not supposed to make the Super Bowl. Why not? Kansas City's supposed to. That's make correct. The Super Bowl. Right. Kansas well, City's supposed to make the Super Bowl. There's, they're supposed to make the next 10 Super Bowls. And we yeah. eight of them. Yeah, absolutely. Currently, absolutely. Right they're supposed to make at least, I know that's an exaggeration. They're supposed to make the next three. Yeah. That's the window in which they've got everyone signed pretty much, and Mahomes is still in his 20s. Bingo. That's it. And they all want to play for Andy Reid, which is, which is weird. Well, Except for Le'Veon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Richard Jefferson, Tom Curran, and Ariel Hawani. Uh, Ryan Leaf is going to be sitting in this chair tomorrow because it's my son's and my kid's graduation. We'll see you Wednesday.